Mexico, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season six, episode one, The Kids Are All Right. Oh, yeah. Um, written by Tom. I think that's a Who song. Pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, it definitely isn't that movie. because it came No, out, like, I'm way pretty later. sure it's a Who song. Someone uh-huh. can correct me if I'm wrong. That was just off the top of my head. Written by Tom Kapanos, directed by Greg Prange. This originally aired on October 2nd, 2002. Okay. Description from Wikipedia. Joey recaps the events of the summer. She spent it alone in Cape Side. Pacey and Audrey enjoyed Los Angeles. Jack in Boston enjoyed a summer of casual sex. (laughs) (laughs) Jen in New York was delighted by the news that her parents are divorcing. And Dawson in L.A. was completely out of touch. But now it's time for school to resume and the group converges on Boston. Audrey and Pacey return from L.A. with a surprise passenger. Um, I'm not going to read that because it gives it away. Um, (laughs) Pacey attempts to get a night's rest after a summer of partying. Uh, Joey has to do choose between doing a bunch of reading the entirety of last exit to Brooklyn to get into a literature class run by professor Greg Hetson or visiting Dawson who leaves a message that he'll be in town at a local bar called hell's kitchen. Joey meets waitress Emma Jones who offers her a job while all five friends congregate to wait for Dawson. Joey's the only one left when his taxi finally arrives as Audrey has rented a hotel room to share with Pacey. Joey offers Dawson's Audrey's bed for the evening, but the two rekindle their romance (laughs) by having sex. That was that for as long as that was it. It like missed a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it goes in very deep about the the opening scene. Definitely. <laughs> um, okay. My histories mysteries are a little longer because, of course, this is some of summer. Um, and so, first off, we have August twelfth, two thousand two, in Arlington, Virginia. U.S. Airways declares bankruptcy. Oh wow. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I've flown them before. Um, September 4th, 2002, Kelly Clarkson wins the first American Idol competition. Okay. Okay. I mean, I hated American Idol at the time, but I do love Kelly Clarkson. Um, yeah. Just as a human. Yeah. No, um, her music. Awesome. We used to play a moment like this all the time. Do you remember? <laughs> I do remember. Um, <laughs> September 10th, 2002, Switzerland joins the United Nations as the 190th member state after rejecting a place in 1986. Hmm. Hmm. September 19th, 2002, General Robert Gouet, um, and I'm sorry, I definitely pronounced that wrong, um, leads an army mutiny in an attempted to overthrow Ivory Coast President Laurent Gbagbo, um, resulting in civil war. Ugh, yikes. Yikes. Um, September 26, 2002, the Senegalese passenger ferry uh, La Jula capsizes in a storm off of the coast of Gambia, killing 1,863 people. Oh my God. That is fucking bananas. Oh my God. Jesus that must have been a horrific storm. Oh my God. Totally. 
Um, September 27th, 2002, East Timor is admitted to the United Nations as the 191st member state. It also changes its official long-form name from the Democratic Republic of East Timor to Democratic Republic of Timor-Leste. October 2nd, 2002, the Beltway sniper attacks begin with five shootings taking place in Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, definitely go listen to the You're Wrong About podcast on the, the um, Beltway sniper attacks because it's fucking fascinating. And it's basically the answer to all violence pretty much um, in the world, which is domestic violence, spills <laughs> out into the public sphere. Public sphere. And- we say that it's just one lone, you know, madman. Um, and also it's the access to guns in America. I mean, what do I that's know? another problem. <laughs> that's, that is also a problem. Um, oh, and then uh, uh, also on October 2nd, the day this airs, 2002, the Congress of the United States passes a joint resolution which authorizes the president of, to use the United States Armed Forces as he deems necessary and appropriate against Iraq. <laughs> cool. Excellent job, everyone. Um, okay. Some of the su- summer movie number ones leading to up to this week were Men in Black 2. Cool. Austin Powers Gold Member. Uh-huh. So that that's the Beyonce? one with Beyonce. Yeah. yeah it is. Okay. Signs. Triple um, <laughs> X. Ah, love that one. Yeah, swim fan, which is a fucking oh, classic. Oh, that is a classic. <laughs> Erica Christensen plays a real and Jesse in that movie. Yeah, Jesse um, Bradford is it Bradford? Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. For bringing it on, yeah. Uh, Barbershop, and finally, the number one movie in the week when this show aired was the classic Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, we saw that in the theater. <laughs> oh boy, did we? Yeah. Was it just you and me? Or it was Jules there too, I think. I can't imagine it was just us. Well, I just didn't know if you and I were alone in that house still. Well, in October. Did yeah, you say this aired in October? Yeah, it aired October 2nd, but like the week ending September like 29th or whatever. Yeah, but the... we started school around. I don't know. No, yeah, we, we, we started school in September school. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So for it was sure. All of us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, I fucking tried so hard to narrow this music list down. Okay. But just lock in because there's okay, there's so many times I was watching it where I was like, okay, I know this isn't the real song. A no, and B, why would they replace it with this horrific song? It's so bad with you. We were L-I-V-I-N living in 2000, the summer of 2002. Yeah. The big number one for the second half of the summer after uh-huh. I left you. Uh-huh. Day number one for seven weeks. I was obsessed with the song. Jules was really obsessed with this song. Uh-huh. It is none other than Dilemma by Nelly featuring Kelly Rowland. Oh, I love that song. I saw it's, a meme recently that was like, it's been 20 years since Kelly Rowland texted someone on Excel and they didn't text her back. <laughs> incredible incredible that song played constantly in our department that song's so good okay so here's some of the big debuts and again i said i i fucking i was ruthless and deleted as much of this as i possibly could (laughs) because there was so many um yeah okay so 
my favorite country, one of my favorite country songs of all time, debuted at number 73, a little ditty called 10 Rounds with Jose Cuervo by Tracy Bird, <laughs> which is a jam. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, at number 50 one week, uh, this was not a favorite of mine, but I think it's really important, which was Elvis Presley versus JXL in a little less conversation because this was the beginning of mashups hitting oh, the Billboard yeah. Hot 100. Yeah, yeah. And just for my money, DJ Danger Mouse's Grey album is the best mashup of all time. <laughs> um, okay, at number 74, Kelly Osbourne's rendition of Papa Don't Preach. Oh, which yeah. <laughs> is an abomination, but I just like, want to really iterate how popular the Osbournes were because, of course. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at number 91, The Hives' Hate to Say I Told You So, which hmm. means we were in the last gasp of good rock and roll. This was like the, the death rattle of good rock and roll. I love The Hives. Hmm. Um, at number four, Baby, 74, debuting uh, Baby by Ashanti. So Ooh, yeah. Ashanti world domination continues. Mm-hmm. Debuting at number 75, Flake by Jack Johnson, which, oh God, my roommate Ugh. listened to that album nonstop freshman year. Yeah. That's yeah. all she listened to, and basically. And her boyfriend at the time would always play the, uh-huh. the guitar and play those songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Debuting at number 69 one week, Michelle Branch's classic Goodbye to You. Big Willow and Tara vibes on that one. Yeah. Love that song. <sighs> During the same week, at number 67 and 68, we had Justin Timberlake's Like I Love You. Uh-huh. Which, like, I hate Justin Timberlake, but that Justified album really does slap. I it really to, does. I hate to admit yeah, yeah. it, but it does. I know. And then at 68, Shakira's Objection Tango, which slaps harder than anything Justin Timberlake ever did. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Um, one week at number 72, we had Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy. Uh, <laughs> God. A time and a mood. Which yes. debuted the same week as Missy Mr. Meters Elliott's Work It, at, which was at number uh, 75. That's a fucking banger. Oh that my song. God. I, we were wow. living. Avril we were living. and Missy. We were. Same we week. fucking were. Two weeks before this episode airs, we have the entrance. I, if I had a trumpet uh-huh. fanfare, I would play it. Of Christina Aguilera's oh Dirty at classic, number 67, classic. which is a classic. big song for our friendship. <laughs> it really is. It, it really, really is. is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Throw them bows. Yeah, we made a dance up and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then at the same week, at number 76, the chicks with Landslide. Yeah, which, like, I just remember the- that fact that a band could redo a Stevie Nicks song just as good if not better is like mind-blowing yeah then one week before this aired we have the entrance of Nora Jones's Don't Know Why at number 78 wow (laughs) which like that whole album is amazing (laughs) and finally during this week the person the the person that knocks Nelly off number one is Kelly Clarkson's A Moment Like This. Uh-huh. Yep. I yep. mean... Wow. Listen, I don't think we knew what we had at the time. 
We really didn't. I we really we didn't. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. It's just good. Yeah, that's a banger. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and that was that summer was nuts. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> so first off, I want to say apologies that we missed last week. Uh, it was my fault. I had a little bit of an accident, and. Um, I would have been on heavy narcotics. <laughs> so we decided we thought it about better. it. We're like, can we do it high? No, no, not we can do it buzzed on, on beer, but not, yeah, but high on Vicodin. not loaded. Yeah. Not a great idea. Um, I, uh, I, I had a dog bit me and I, my hand and I had to have some surgery and, uh, it was a whole thing. Um, but I'm okay. I'm recovering now. So thanks to those of you who reached out and said nice things. I really appreciate it. Um, but, uh, we apologize for missing last week. And, um, so for that, we're going to get right to it. Um, which is right, right where we left off. We're start, we start right where we left off. I know. Yeah. And like, it was the big question, like, does Joey finally go to Paris? No, (laughs) the answer would be definitely not. Definitely nope. not. Nope. Okay. And then we're going to get a voiceover. I mean, look, two things. Uh-huh. I appreciate what they were trying to do with the voiceover. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that they were like, look, we don't want to give you a last season on Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. We're just going to, you know, we're, we're going to instead do this like thing. Yeah. It doesn't work, but I appreciate the attempt. Yeah. Like I like voiceovers cause I like my so-called life and mm-hmm. they have it on that. And I, there are shows that like Roswell does it and Veronica Mars and stuff, you know, shows, I guess Veronica Mars was after this, but Roswell yeah. was contemporary. So you, we know it can exist, but like, you also have to direct it. I know Winnie Holtzman t- has talked about how she told Claire Danes, like talk about, like, say it, like you're saying it to a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it feels like no one directed Katie Holmes because right. like, it's weird. The it's way- weird and stupid. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so we get it first where she's like, she's like, I couldn't stop thinking about Dawson and what he said to me. Like, you know, she, he was right. It was, it was my life. And you're like, okay. okay. And like, so we find out she went back to Cape side and she kind of at the time of her life, you know, she just know chilled. She like worked and she chilled and like, you're kind of like, okay, but like, I don't get it because like her whole dream was to get out of Cape side. So it's like a weird, like thing that it's like, she went back and she thrived. So you can't tell if it was like her friends holding her back. And that's what she hated about Cape side. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird, I mean, I think like the thing is, is like, she says, you know, she didn't want to max out her credit card and go to Paris, which like, I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, I totally this understand. is a TV it's show, fine. but yeah. I wish, you know, I do kind of wish she had just gone, Yeah, but like, okay, fine. And my thing is like, and I do get that, like coming home for a summer, there's a way in which, because you don't have a lot of connections, you can just kind of have a fun time where you're just like, mm-hmm. whatever, like it doesn't fucking matter. Cause I don't actually live here, you know, like, um, but we yeah. didn't get any of that. There's no nuance in this just like, no. And that's what I mean. It's like, you don't even get that. Like she should have been having fun in high school, but she was too uptight about it right. or something like that. You know, like we yeah. don't even get that takeaway, which would have been like what it is kind of what we learn. Most people learn, you know, that summer where you're like, right. Oh man, maybe I just cared too much. You know, right. these people like, weren't going to be in my life 
you know, once I graduated or something like that. Right. So I should have just loosened up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, and then, you know, I had a little too much fun and I met this boy and it was going great until like, then he said he loved me. And like, what? I remember watching this and us being so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, here's the deal. Like, there's a part of me that's like, I get you, Joey. You're having, you're uh-huh. trying to have a nice summer fling. Like, fine you know, do it. And like, then this guy is like, I love you. And you're like, okay, well that fucking ruins the fling bro. Yeah. Thanks a lot. But then she goes on to be like, I know poor Joey Potter men just keep falling in love with me. How tragic. And I'm like, girl, what? That's the thing. Is it like, (laughs) like, I know for my journey, I had to be like, okay, well, if it keeps happening, then it's my fault, not their fault, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's framing it as like, these boys, they just keep falling in love with me. I don't get it. And you're like, well, it's because you're not, you are, you're a liar. You know, you're, you didn't tell this guy like, Hey, summer fling, you know, that's all this is going to be. And I remember you having specific conversations with dudes you were like seeing. Yeah you know, and like flinging, having yeah. things with where like, you would be like, this is the, what it is. Like, I am <laughs> telling you exactly what I want from this. And like, yeah. And if you start being weird and like, I'm thinking it's not about being weird, person, but it's like, but- if you start to have feelings and like in the terms of what we're entering in change, we have to talk about it, but that's definitely, I'm probably not looking for that. Right. And I like, remember you having, like, I remember one specific person, you being like, no, that's not what I want. So like, bye Mm -hmm. now, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sorry, but now we want two different things and that's not going to work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, like that. I don't know that I, I remember at the time not being the part that really rubbed me the wrong way where it's like, well, then it's your actions that, (laughs) you know, instead of being like, oh, these boys keep falling in love with me. And it's like, well, okay, (laughs) you're participating in this. I don't know. And it's a weird framing of Joey. It's when we were doubling down on this thing that like, I personally don't like about Joey where it's like, guys just keep falling in love with her. She's so perfect. And you're like, no, okay. It's funny because as much as I love Joey, that's the thing that I hate is like, yeah, this like weird thing of like men like lose their fucking shit and like drop everything for her. And it's like, I mean, come on guys. Like, yeah, give me an actual character and not some like weird fantasy. Totally. Um, Cause she's great when she's an actual character. That's yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so then she let us know, she lets us know, sorry, were you done? Oh yeah. I was just going to go on. No, please. Yeah. She lets us know that Pacey and Audrey were in having the best time in LA, you know, and we're like, okay, hilarious green green screen. screen. (laughs) It's so (laughs) stupid. And there, I want to say, I just like need to clear the record a little bit because LA gets a lot of like misrepresentation all the time, but Uh like they're in a convertible, like almost no one actually drives a convertible in LA because you can't Uh get on a freeway in a fucking convertible. It's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so hot too in the summer. Like, yeah. I don't know. No, you want air conditioning. You want the (laughs) You want air conditioning and you don't want all the dust from the fucking... (laughs) Freeway and like smog and like you know yeah like okay. come on okay anyway so then we go to eric and jack we hear that like they were kind of together like they like uh-huh. and whatever and like jack is on a gateway computer because it's 2002 i know it's and- amazing <laughs> 
And like, we hear that like Eric came barreling out of the closet and they were, he and Jack were having so much fun. And then, and I quote, he left Jack for someone far younger and prettier. And well, I'm you like, forgot the first part in an act that's mostly reserved for girls. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like, Jack is 20 years old. So like how much <laughs> younger? And I was just like, God, the show just can't help itself. Can it? I know, but we do find out that Jack just turned full on slutty. And I just like, I love this for him. Love it for him. Love it for him. And we see this, like him, like sneaking a dude out of his room past Rams. <laughs> no, it's so and, awesome. Like, I do need to stop on this for one second, because on the one hand, it was such a big deal in 2002 to have an openly gay young man. Actually, like we actually are alluding to the fact that this young man is having sex with other young men. Yeah. And it's, we're on like a network television show. Yeah. We're not on HBO, you know? And then like, this is also the first reference we've ever gotten to the fact that Jack is having sex with other men. I know. Like, and it sucks that like, we didn't get a storyline about him being nervous about like having sex with another man. Like, I yes, totally agree with you. Yes. He had had sex with a woman, but like, you know, it's different. And I wish we had gotten that, but 2000. I mean, I completely agree with you. Like we've wanted that story for so long. So it's mm-hmm. like, where was it? Um, and it would just been interesting. And like, we love Jack anytime he's on screen. I'm like, give me more, yeah, you know? give me more Jack. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then we go to Jen whose parents are getting divorced yeah. good for her. And- yeah, and we find out she had the best summer of her life. And I was like, yeah, but of course the show will definitely not show her having fun. So no. she smiles at the beginning. Great yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, she had the most fun ever. And we're like, oh, we're only going to get that in flashback, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we find out that Dawson and Joey didn't talk to each other at all. The whole um, summer. <laughs> She kept meaning to call him, but just didn't. But, you know, what he said, as you said earlier, what he said about her life waiting for her really resonated. And so she's like, cool with not knowing what life's going to bring, but she's ready. And like, I'm here for Joey figuring that out Uh here for that storyline. But like, well, okay. Two things I want to say. First of all, have we seen a summer where they talked? No. Because season two, he sends her, she says she never wants to talk to him again. And we know they didn't talk the whole summer because mm-hmm. we see the repercussions of that. We also know they didn't talk the whole su- summer between season three and four. Right. Maybe between four and five, they talked, but like they didn't talk about the kiss. We know that for sure. So like yeah. what they really talked about and how much they did, it's very unclear. And it's, it's maybe imply they didn't really talk. So we see this other story. And she's like, I know weird. Right. And you're like, no, it's actually pretty normal. And also, Seems like- <laughs> you know, we're seeing all these people having like a really great summer without their friendships. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> It's kind of like, I don't I'm it seems like y'all a, make your, each other miserable. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of seeing a thing here, y'all, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I do. Yeah. So. Okay. And then the other thing that's like so hard for me because she's going to bring it up like at the end of the scene is like the whole like, you know, I just couldn't stop thinking about what he was saying about like, you know, it's my life to live and I can, you know, I can do whatever I want. And like, I like, I think that's good advice. And I like her meditating on it, but I just like, I don't know how it's any different than Pacey being like, the most important question is what do you want? Yeah, it's not. 
And his is more poetic and elegant. I mean, obviously his husky voice and it's like authentic mean, you know, like he's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like more um, intimate what he's saying to her and more like, you know, you know, focused on her versus like, it's your life, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's less a Hallmark card. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like, it's not that like, I mean, we all say that kind of stuff when we're young. So like, I'm not sure shit on Dawson, you know, this time or whatever, but like, it's just (laughs) one of those things where it's It's like, where the show, again, the show's like going to kind of forget about Dawson, you know, about Pacey and Joey. And then like, still trying to hammer down like this connection that they have, but we've seen these exact moments with her and Pacey, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we go to the credits. Um, so that was our, little well, we recap. see her like put at her school, like in her dorm yeah. room, putting a photo of him on the bulletin board. Oh, right. Dawson. Sorry. We're like, okay. Right. But yeah. Um, and then we go to the credits and then when we open back up, we're supposed to get a song cue uh-huh. of Joan Jett's love is all around. As <laughs> As Joey runs through Worthington, so we're gonna get another, uh, you know, season premiere of Joey running. <laughs> totally, except this time she's not in running gear. She's yeah, with a cell phone on her hip, but very yeah. low-rise jeans. She's in the, <laughs> like, so I'm staying with Jen right now because she's taking care of me while I convalesce. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, and she walked into the room while I was watching this and she goes, that's the most 2002 outfit I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I like had PTSD. I was like, oh, it's worse than I remember. Oh, I had this God. moment too, where I was like, I thought everyone else, like, you know, those low rise jeans. It's like you, I mean, in order to wear them, like people wear them in 2000, weared, weared. wore them in 2002. <laughs> Sorry, I promise you I'm not on drugs. Um, <laughs> like they wore them in 2002. Like you, it like required thinness in this way where it was like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, for me, I hated it because I was like, okay, but that's not me. So like, I don't yeah. want this. And, you know, I don't want my stomach hanging out because like I, you know, I didn't like it at the time. Um, Uh and I was like, looking at it now, I was like, no, it looks awful on her. On everyone. It looks awful on everyone. It's just a bad look. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really bad. Just from a silhouette standpoint, you don't want to like have the uh, like extra bulk on the widest part of your body, you know, like on your lower hip, you're adding like a little bit of like, you know, the, the, the waistband so it's like okay but also like no one's like no body type would look good in that you know like it's it just like be uh, flattering it cuts you weird it just cuts <laughs> so you weird, weird no matter what mm-hmm. it cuts you weird no matter what even with katie holmes and her fucking long ass legs it still cuts her weird i was like god this is an ugly look we all were really battling an uphill battle <laughs> no, in 2002 at least we had good music but i know oof. that's true that's true oh so god so bad so she's like running, she runs smack dab into this dude wearing a Hawaiian shirt that I am almost certain Pacey has worn. I know. <laughs> and it's like, who is this guy? He look like, does he have flip-flops on? I think he, he does. definitely has flip-flops and cargo shorts on <laughs> yeah, and a like... fuck and Pacey's Hawaiian shirt. Who's this man? And like, and where's your wardrobe budget? What the I know. Fuck? And also like, what is Worthington? Like, what I is have... this? So this is the thing. My mom used to say this about UC Santa Cruz is that they knew that people from the East coast, when they would like take people from Harvard and Yale and whatever, Uh 
that they were going to stay at Santa Cruz if at the end of the first quarter, they were already in jeans. Yeah. But if they kept teaching in a suit, they were going back Mm -hmm. to the East coast at some point because like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, right. People in the East coast don't dress like this. No, no, (laughs) no. I mean, at a fucking Ivy league university, there's no way doesn't make any sense but Absolutely. we don't know who he is yet. yeah We're everyone at my maybe... high school dressed exactly like that but yeah, like, i grew you're up supposed in to california think maybe it's like a classmate or whatever because she just smacks into him and he like falls to the ground to the I ground hilarious, hilarious you know i was like joey sign up for roller derby girl um and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry i like i'm late but like i'm so sorry and and she's like apologizing and he's like all right you know, he's like, such an asshole. And she's like, okay, fine. Fuck you. And she runs into this office and she's like, oh, I have an appointment with professor Hudson. And then the, and I was like, oh, this again, this again, yeah. this stupid, like shitty professor Joey storyline, you know? Right. And because like, of course, he's the one that walks in as yeah. Professor Hudson. And she says fudge. I know. <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, not insane. Sorry. It's wild. Um, so we then cut to Pacey and Audrey pulling up in Pacey's Mustang. And I guess we need to talk about Pacey's facial hair. Um, everyone hates it. I kind of love it. I like, I'm the only person. didn't even notice it at first because I was like too distracted by like Audrey's hair. Um, to, and then I was like, oh, right. This is when this happens. Yeah. I didn't know it was the whole of season six. It's like for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jen had some choice words about Pacey's facial hair. She did not like it. He Um, looks so old. Yeah. I don't know why I like it so much. I've always been a fan of facial hair. Um, Anyway. I mean, it's probably because he looks older. So now you don't feel creepy being like, he's so hot. (laughs) Right. Possibly. You're right. But like, so then they're like, they have this conversation about like whether to wake up the person in the backseat. (laughs) <laughs> and like we get that Pacey hates this person because he has bad taste in music. And then he also told Pacey how many times he's seen Audrey naked. Yeah. And, and this Audrey's- is the creepiest. I know. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And we're supposed to find it charming, but it was like it was or funny. Dark. It's dark. Right. Because he's like, you know, well, this person like knows about your tattoo. And Audrey's like, what the fuck? Like, and starts banging on the the roof, like to wake him up. up." Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, it's Jack Osborne. Yeah. Because the Osbournes was the fucking hugest show at the time. And and like I was saying in the hundredth episode, it's kind of when the collaboration with MTV started. Right. This is another like collab that happened kind of you know don't you think totally and also i mean like we watched every episode of the osbournes oh we, for sure we were yeah. like we watched in the dorms and would laugh our asses off. i mean <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah i will say um and then of course he starts cussing jack osborne and it's like all bleeped and i was like what where are we this does not feel like dawson's creek i know and then She's like, you were watching me naked. And he's like, yeah, through that, like, telescope, whatever. And she's like, I'm going to fucking tell your dad. And he was like, he looked too. Ah! I was like, um, because excuse me. They were neighbors, like, when she was, like, in high a school. Kid. Yeah. A kid. Ah! So ah. gross. So gross. And then Audrey's like, I'm going to tell your mom. And then Jack's like, oh, okay. So, like, apparently Sharon Osborne is the person. Yeah. Also, fun fact about me, um, because of the store I used to work at, I'm in a lot of the background of Sharon Osbourne's tabloid photos 
carrying <laughs> boxes of books. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like in, sometimes people have pointed it out to me. Like, are you, That's is that so you? Funny. I'm like, yes, carrying <laughs> books to her fucking Bentley. <laughs> anyway, so she, like Jack just leaves and then Audrey yeah, walks over God. and like makes out with Pacey. Yeah. And so she kind of tells him she's nervous, like that they had so much fun over the summer that their, their relationship actually won't last, you know, and right. I was like, this is a nod to the show. <laughs> Right. Right. Like, do you actually know what you're doing? You're fucking with us. <laughs> and then she's like, no great couples make it in the real world. And then gives this list of great couples. Are you ready for it? Yes. Sid and Nancy. I know. To remind you, Sid murdered Nancy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. <laughs> also mm-hmm. ends in gunfire. Yeah. Sid, Death. Sid Nancy. Yeah. But, and then Dawson and Joey. And I was like, I okay, one of these isn't like the other, but also are we trying to like draw comparisons? <laughs> <laughs> like this is all just going to end bloody and tragic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, I mean, I like that. I like where you're going, but also that these are the relationships she's aspiring to have. It's right. like, Ooh, okay. I, I, <laughs> so she's like being super dramatic. I feel like her character just like runs off the rails immediately here. Like this doesn't, I mean, it does feel like season five, Audrey, but it also feels yeah, like, it's like wilder because it, it's the same thing that happened to Andy where they like, right. They don't know what to do. This blonde with Pacey and you're like kind of okay. You know, I mean, I like, I love Andy and, and Pacey together, but I'm fine with, you know, Audrey and Pacey in a vacuum, like we've already said, but then they they don't know what to do afterwards. And you're like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Right. And so her personality kind of changes. Yeah. Like you can feel busy Phillips trying to like, work with what she's being given but like yeah it's hard to yeah i mean it's like the same that you see with you know joshua jackson and michelle williams right and she's like well you know i'm not even going to go to the first day of class because nothing happens and then she's like oh tell me you had like a nice time yeah did you have a fun summer like she's kind of like a little bit insecure in the state of the relationship you know and he's like i did you know and then we find out that Audrey's dad had like hooked Pacey up with a job interview. Yeah. And Audrey's like, well, you weren't, you weren't supposed to let my dad like you. <laughs> right. It's like, this is a lot to unpack and we got to keep on moving. So okay. I know, I know. And, and then she's Aud- like worried. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. She doesn't want, we don't know what the job is, but she doesn't want Pacey to become like her dad. You know, she's like, you don't a need to, to do fiver. that. You we don't want you to be a nine to fiver. She's like, she does point out the obvious. She's like, there's a, a million um, yeah. restaurant jobs in Boston. Like, why don't you do that? Like, you know, you like, he seemed to like that. And yeah. we don't really get a real like exploration into that. Like he does explain it in the sense where he's like, well, I kind of want money and like, maybe I'm going to try like success for a little bit. And so we can kind of see the way in which, like you were saying, like, you know, Audrey's changed over the summer, but Pacey has too, you know? Right. And they feel disconnected from each other. Like that's what we come away from this scene with is like, they feel not super in sync. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so we go then back to professor Hudson's office and we find out that tomorrow is Joey's birthday. And I was like, did we not know that? Six seasons in six seasons in, we're going to find out the star of our show's birthday. And it's like at the beginning of school, which we always, always, always like, ha- like, Start, are dealing so with. she and Pacey have the exact same birthday. 
It depends on it depends on what season on which of birthday? Dawson's Creek you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I guess you're. That's right. We already reconciled that. Like season two is in like the first part of the second semester, right? Yeah, or something. Because it's even though it's, it's like, on a boat, even though it's a boat. Yeah, it's, it's like January, <laughs> and, but even and though then, they're like summertime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in, well, and okay. in season four, it's like everyone's in jackets and it's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So it's so, Joey's birthday. Okay, Joey's that's birthday. Weird. Here weird. we go. And we then find out that Joey's scholarship only includes her tuition, which is some retconning from season four, which makes me a little mad because. We had to watch that episode of like Joey trading her virginity Uh for Dawson's money or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. So I was trying to understand if like Dawson just paid the like extra part, the dorm part or something. Room and board. Yeah. And that's like it was like money for. They needed another 15,000 a year, which could be room and board. I mean, that's. Yeah. I think when we were in college, it was about 10,000 a year or 9,000 a year for room and board. Um, something but, like that, but yeah, I, who knows, but like at a, at an Ivy league, maybe it's more, so it yeah. could have been that, but <sighs> say someone did email us and say that like at, at their college, they did stay in the dorms the whole time and they had storage. Like we were oh, talking I, about, uh-huh. we were talking about that last episode of like, where are they storing? So maybe she had to pay for storage too. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway Hetson offers her a job in the English department and as a research assistant and he is like oh you interested in that and she's like oh I don't know like maybe and then he goes on to say this is the kind of job people stab each other in the back for and I'm like so you're just offering her this job like shouldn't she have to apply for it what the fuck is this story it's really weird because like the way the scene goes it's like he he's offering her this great job, but then acts like he doesn't know anything about her. So you're like, wait, right. what, what are the stakes here? Like, I mean, I do agree. Like this is a good opportunity for what Joey like seemingly wants, wants to do. And sure. also like she said at the end of season five, like she loved her college experience. So like a job on college, she, she might love as well, but like, I, I totally agree. I was like, wait, what is going on? It, and it, it just is like doubling down on like Joey's perfect. Right. <laughs> She just gets offered this job. She doesn't need yeah. to apply. No need. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, there's a problem that you signed up for my lit class, but it's like too advanced for a sophomore. Didn't we get this storyline last season? Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. The answer is. And she's like, well, I, like, I've already read most of the books on the list. Yeah. Like, it's weird how cocky it. she is. Don't you think? She's like, like actually, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> and like. It's like on the one hand, like I like this journey for her because like she said, she loved college last year, but we didn't yeah. see that. The only college experience we saw her having was really fucked up with Professor Wilder. Totally. So I kind of like seeing that, like maybe she's more confident from, you know, her time in college and whatever being like, well, actually you don't know me. I, I know I can do this, but like we didn't really see that. So it also felt like a little bit wavy and in and, and, and unearned for her character. Right. Totally. And he's like, okay, you've read most of the books. Have you read Last Exit to Brooklyn? And she says, no, I've not. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, if you finish it before the first class, I'll like forget that you're a sophomore. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, wait a minute. The first class is at 3 p.m. today. (laughs) 
I mean, and then she's kind of like back to being insecure again. I mean, like this guy's a fucking asshole. And like, I don't yeah. like these storylines. And it's like, can we be done with this? Like, can we have if one gonna- teacher that's not a fucking monster? Or can we actually have what Joey, you know, like the experience of fun that she said she had, you know, right. like, why does it have to be like this? It doesn't make any sense, you know, totally. like not it just I agree. Can we have one teacher that isn't a fucking piece of shit? But like also, like, how are we supposed to believe that Joey's just like, I loved it last year. College was amazing when she had this like really horrific experience with the only professor we saw on screen. You know, it's like, totally. wait, what? what are we talking totally. about here? Um, totally. OK, but we're going to get that storyline again, the one that we hated probably the most last season. Yep. So at Graham's house, Jen's like, Hey, I'm fucking happy. And yeah. you should notice me being happy. <laughs> Graham's. She's like, it's the first day of my sophomore year. I'm so happy. And like Graham's is like, keeps trying to tell her something, but she's like, <laughs> you know, listen, like this, everything that went on with my parents' marriage and breaking up has like restored my faith in humanity. Like I'm <laughs> so happy. <laughs> And Graham's just like, who are you? And what have you done with my granddaughter? Yeah, she's so like, cute. Uh, and then the phone rings and it's Clifton Smalls. So he's still in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen leaves the room and then runs into Jack, who is sneaking a dude down the stairs. Get it, Jack. It's so cute. It's the and best. Like, you know, we didn't, we haven't seen, like we said, we we're like are Jen and Jack friends again we didn't see the you know but you you can imagine like they're fine yeah. you know yeah totally and like you know I, so I guess my question I do have a question of like we think Grams would just be weird about one night stands right it's like not that Jack is bringing home men it's that he's having like one night stands I think so because like yeah. Dawson stayed right there right you know um yeah I think it's the she would it's the frequency and also uh-huh. maybe Jack a little bit just being like, I'm just, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So then we go to Joey and Audrey's room. Pacey's lying on Audrey's bed and Joey comes in and he's just like, dude. I- Jump straight up. <laughs> yeah. No matter what happens, you please, you do not want me here. Do I cannot crash with you guys. Okay. And like, of course, right as he says it, Audrey walks in. And, and immediately asks if Pacey can stay for a few days. <laughs> right. Although they do hug and Joey calls Audrey her nemesis, but like jokingly. And I was like, uh-huh. do I like that or not? I don't know. Um, I know. And she, Joey's like, eh, it's not the best time. And then he's like, she like starts calling out all like, she's like, if I'm going to do this for you, but I'm going to fuck with you basically. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> you know Pacey's like he's burps he farts he's like so gross yeah he's like uh and Pacey's like wait 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 I'm like offended and yeah (laughs) and then she's like well I mean I guess in that case maybe you could and he's like no no the damage is done yeah I'm going to Graham's I'm going I promise and I mean must I say it again it's just when Katie Holmes and Josh Jackson are on the screen together it's just really hard to think about anything else I totally agree with you. It's so frustrating because you're just like, okay, what? <laughs> like, their timing is great. Their chemistry is great. They're hilarious. They play off each other. I mean, it, it's hard. Um, and so Audrey says like, hey, what are we doing tonight? Mm-hmm. And like, Joey's like, yeah, we could celebrate. And Audrey's like, celebrate me coming back. 
bullshit. There's no way Audrey doesn't know it's Joey's birthday. There's no way all these people. Do you think Pacey doesn't know Pacey, it's Joey's birthday? I know birthday? that was my next quote because Pacey doesn't say anything either. And you're like, absolutely no. not. I know. What are they doing? Absolutely not. I mean, I guess my only thing is that it's Joey's birthday is tomorrow. So like, yeah, but we, like- we see at the end, we know it was her birthday ending yeah. at midnight. Yeah. So Audrey calls Joey bunny again, which, you know, melts my heart as she leaves. Mm -hmm. And then Joey's like, okay, I got to start last exit to Brooklyn. Um, and then her phone rings and it's Dawson dorm phone. Yeah. Dorm phone. Um, Dawson leaving a message on her answering machine because we we know she has a cell phone. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Do know she has a cell phone. And like, we can hear someone yelling at Dawson in the background and yeah. And he's like, I'm going to be in town. I like, I want to see you. And like, she's kind of like, you can still pick up when someone's leaving an answering on a message on answering machine, but she doesn't also, he doesn't say it's her birthday. Right. Like he's like, I'm going to be at this place at two. You should like, come meet me there. Yeah. You get this. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all I think is like, here we go again. I here know. we go again. I know. So then we go to Graham's house where Jack is playing Madden football. And uh-huh. Pacey comes down in one of Jack's suits <laughs> and is like, is this, does this He's look asking okay? for fashion advice. Yeah, totally. So cute. And he's and Pacey and Joe, like Jack's like, what are you doing? Like, where are you going? He's like, <laughs> I'm applying to sell stocks. And Jack yes. quite lightly is like, what the fuck do you know about selling stocks? Which, like, fair. I know. It's so funny. We go from like restaurant Pacey to selling stocks Pacey. Totally. And then, like, so apparently Audrey's dad told Pacey he's a natural born hustler and should take advantage of that. And then Jack's like, Jack's like, yeah, you're obnoxious enough to be a stock guy. That's totally cool. <laughs> so, and then they kind of like, they have this like nice little moment where like Pacey's like, so, um, Gramps, house is a little boring, huh? <laughs> Jack's like, yep. And it's getting harder and harder to live my life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And Pacey's like, okay, I, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. And then they and have then this Jack great admits to being slutty. Yeah. It's so cute. It's, it's amazing. Because so Jack's like, you know, you pick up a dude, you like want to take him back to your place. And and like, I know that this is a throwaway like what Pacey says, but I love it so much. Cause Pacey's like, Oh no, tell me, like, tell me about it. And like, totally yeah. let's Jack, like say what, like talk about having sex with other dudes. And like, so it's this thing yeah. about this, like straight guy, gay guy friendship where like, it's so ahead of its time. Cause Pacey's not like, I don't mind that you're gay, but I don't want to hear anything about it. He's like, yeah. Hey, you're my friend. You need to get laid too. I'm happy to listen to <laughs> like, totally. happy to listen to you talk about it. And I think that's why the like 
the frat storyline when, well, I know it went on for too long, but it was a lot of, it was kind of hard to buy. Like it was easy to buy at the beginning, but as it dragged on where it's like, Jack's like, well, I feel completely comfortable with these men and whatever. And you're like, I don't have that with like, you know, y'all, but he has that with Pacey. So right. it, like, it was always like, well, I don't know. Like what? <laughs> totally. We need a little bit more reason why you want to be in this frat, but whatever that storyline's over. Thank God. Thank God. And you know, Pacey's like, maybe we should like get a place together. And <laughs> Jack's like, no way. That would be terrible. And Pacey's like, what? Give me one reason why. And Jack's like, actually, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. I love I that. I know. I know. Um, so we move over to Jen, who walks into class, sit ne- sits next to someone, asks if it's art history, and then looks over and it's Grams. <laughs> <laughs> she like, screams <laughs> totally and which is hilarious and you know we find out grams is here to take a class also grams is straight up wearing a button-up shirt that i would kill to own it's fucking <laughs> amazing <laughs> um and like you know grams is like i'm going back to school like I tried to tell you, yeah. but you were like in such a good mood and wanted to tell me all about it and so <laughs> And Jen's like, what the fuck inspired you to do this? And Graham's like, well, over the summer, I took a class with Mr. Smalls with Clifton. And like, I really enjoyed it. Just yeah. like, you're doing this for a fucking man. <laughs> Graham's such a boss. She's like, no, I'm doing this for me. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then Jen's like, all right, but you have to be in the class that I'm in. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> and they're kind of like bantering back and forth. And a random professor comes up and he's like, am I going to have to separate you two? <laughs> which is hilarious and like it's super cute but it's like a weird storyline for jen just like season six final season yeah it's a weird storyline for grams too (laughs) you know like i don't mind her going back to school but like it's i don't know it's weird i anyway weird (laughs) yeah so we go to pacey who like is knocking on some door that we don't know and someone is playing drums and this girl with black hair with purple stripes in it comes to the door and introduces herself on emma as emma with this truly awful british accent um (laughs) she has an absolutely insane apartment but oh my god emma is she's oh god it's a lot yeah, she's here. She is. Um, and yeah, the apartment is amazing. And then Pacey immediately starts hitting the drums, which I was like, I <laughs> "No, <laughs> sir, don't touch that." You know, it's so funny. And he's like yeah. trying to convince like Emma that he should live there. She's like, "So are you a student?" He's like, "No." And she's like, "Oh, so you have a job?" And he's like, "No." And she's like, "Okay, bye bye." Yeah, <laughs> see ya. She's like this and- place is really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And she like, we find out she goes to Berkeley school of music and like, he's like, dude, but I have this job interview tomorrow. Please just give me a chance. Like I have a friend to move in with. And like, Emma's like, Oh, is your friend a dude? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, Nope, like I'm not doing that. And apparently she has a lesbian couple coming back to look at the apartment and they're both employed and Pacey, who, who apparently has never met a lesbian, I know. asks if they can help carry drums up and down the stairs when she has gigs. And I'm like, listen, Pacey, Debbie and Donna I have this covered for you, my friend. And even Emma's like, um, yeah, they look pretty burly. <laughs> yeah. I bet they're going to do better than you, sir. 
um and then he's like you know come on like i'll bring jack by you can meet him and if you're worried about like sexual tension of two guys and a girl living together like you don't have to worry we're not going to fall in love with you it's like (laughs) she's just like what the fuck dude yeah and it's like we're kind of seeing like the the tactic that pacey has used in the past it's kind of like reached it's like age of mature like it's done like you yeah you can't really behave like this anymore like the older you get you know and so we're seeing how like the way he used to be like super like that would be like charismatic and cute and we would be like oh my god pacey and now we're like yikes not a good look bro you know (laughs) totally also emma tells him to bugger off chum which is like the i'm sorry we're gonna get into that from our british correspondent okay good Thank God. Um, he knows better than I do, but it's bad. Um, so then we go back to Boston Bay where Jack and Jen are in class and Jen's like, fucking is Grams here? Oh, God. And do you see her? Is she here? Oh, God. And Jack's like, she's not coming to our history of pop culture class, dude. Like, she's not, this is not her thing. And this teacher walks in and they're both kind of like, damn, damn. this guy's hot. Oh my God. And, and again, it's like this storyline. Why? Why are we doing this? I mean, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, okay, fine. Like a storyline where you're like, oh, the professor's hot. Like, like you and your friend are saying that it's cute, but like, fine. You know. it's, it's a thing. It happens. But it, yeah, you just kind of wish that we could be like, Oh, look at that. Like them looking at another student. <laughs> well, it's like, my thing is like, so then they, you know, Jen's like, do you think he's gay? And like, they bet on it. And I'm like, I hear for that part. Like, yeah, definitely. That feels very real to me. And then of course the professor mentions his wife, which in 2002 means you're not gay. If you have a wife, I know. couldn't possibly be gay if you're married <laughs> or queer. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. um, so you know, whatever. So then we go to Joey. Yeah. Getting stood up by Dawson. Yeah. She's like, she's like attempting to read, but like definitely not reading at all. So yeah, it's interesting because like for as much as she is so obsessed with school and like, you know, that's fine that she will compromise for Dawson, you know, like her goals for him. Yeah. But we like see in, in like in this way, we're seeing how like his goals of you know, working in films, like he didn't compromise for her. Like he didn't make the time to meet up with her. Like, I get it that he, I know how film works, but at the same time, I don't even know why you try to make a plan with her in the middle of the day. You know, it's like, what? Totally. Oh, totally. I was thinking (laughs) like, even if your boss said that you get an hour or something like no way in hell, I know you're not leaving that. Okay. So Joey walks then late into Hetson's class after this, after Dawson doesn't show up and yeah, you know, it's noticeable because there's not that many people in this class. Yeah. And like at this point, when Professor Hudson Hudson's rude to her, you're kind of like, well, I don't think you need to be an asshole. But I also get it. She like disrupts the whole class, you know? Right. Because she sits down and then her phone starts ringing. <laughs> and like she apparently can't she doesn't do anything. It. She doesn't do anything about it. She's just, and he's like, well, if you're just going to let it ring, answer it. And she's like, well, I don't want to be rude. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Like okay. what, what is going on? What is this character, Joey? I don't know. Watching? I like she not, would be so nervous and trying to like, you know, press like, you know what I mean? Like I don't, silence I don't it. See, yeah. I don't see her behaving like this, you know? Totally. And then he picks it up. 
of course. And, and is answers like, it <laughs> and has a conversation with whoever it is. And I think we're all supposed to assume it's Dawson, Yeah, but it's actually Audrey telling yeah. Joey that Dawson can't make it, but he wants to meet her and the gang at Hell's Kitchen at 830. So why didn't he call her cell phone? Quick question. I have that same question. Same question. Why is Audrey the conduit? Like, like obviously he called her dorm room and Audrey got the message, but then Audrey called her cell phone because she has a cell phone and that's, you know, like I know cell phones are new in this, this year of our Lord, 2002 or whatever, but like you would still doesn't, are we trying, does Dawson not have the number? I mean, he's, there's no fucking way. I know. It's so stupid. He called her on it in the first episode of season five. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So he has it. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. No, this is insane. Okay. I mean, it's wild, not insane. Yeah. God, sorry. I keep saying that word. Um, so Hetson then starts talking about the last exit of Brooklyn, which of course he picks up immediately that Joey has not finished this book. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I mean, you're like striking out here, kid. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? she like it. Yeah, she admits she didn't read it, and he's like, "Oh, you broke a promise." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, it's like a little bit meta for me." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he he asks what she thought about what she did manage to read, and she says it's heartbreaking. The people are doomed, and she's like, you know, it's like they're in a world where the sun never shines, and some dude makes a grunty noise about uh-huh. that, and Hetson calls on him to speak, and of course, here is Eddie. Eddie, um, Eddie, played Oliver by Oliver Hudson. Hudson. Yep, Kate Hudson's brother, Goldie Hawn's son. Uh-huh. Um, and Heston asks Eddie what his beef is, and uh-huh. Eddie's like, "I got no beef. I'm fine." And but like Hudson's not gonna let that go. Yeah. And so then Eddie has this moment where he's like, "I feel like it's condescending to to feel sorry for these people who." And he's like, "Who says there can't be beauty where the mm-hmm. sun doesn't shine?" And like. Okay, I warned you all that I'm going to have opinions about these things. And like mm-hmm. both Joey and Eddie are right. Hate to break it to you, yeah. but they're both right. Well, it's like, okay, sorry, we're having to watch like the exact same like scene that happens with her and AJ, you know? Well, and Where the same like- and almost the same scene that happens in 501 where her her like her like essay about her and Dawson's kiss is being ripped apart. Right. Like mm-hmm. in essence, like these three scenes are all very similar. Yes, If not the same. And it's like, yes. and like, again, this is what I was having a real struggle with this because it's like, why do we always have to see Joey have a shitty time in college, but then telling us she's loving it. You right. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't fucking buy it. Like there's a disconnect here. Like, like right. this w- like we see her actively not having fun every time we see her in a college room, you know, classroom setting. Yeah. And like, I know she's in other classes, but then like, she's telling us like, I love like last year, she was like, I had the best year of my life. And, you know, and we were like, I didn't see that though. Like Mm -hmm. what, you know, like it's so weird. And like, also like you can still have drama on the show, but have her having fun in school, you know, like have her having a good experience. Like we just saw the previous scene of Jack and Jen, like goofing off and having fun. Yeah. I feel like they just like would not allow certain characters to have fun in certain ways. I know what you mean. It's so fucked up. It's, it's very weird. It just feels weird. Cause you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like the only fun Joey's allowed to have is that 
at the receiving end with a man's obsession. And it's like, mm-hmm. she's telling us that wasn't fun for her. Like over the summer, this guy fell in love with me and it fucking sucked, you know? Yeah. And like, but, but we're like, we're still constantly like we're supposed to like be jealous of that experience for her. And you're like, but she's not enjoying it. Like what? Right. Like just or like when she's- be- being on the receiving end of the male gaze is not something to aspire to. Right. It's either that or reading books and like, look, reading books is fun. I think it is yeah. fun, but like, I mean, does she not, she doesn't get to have fun with anyone else. Yeah. Ever? It's so weird. Anyway. So Pacey, um, so we go to hell's kitchen, you know, yeah. well, wait, we find out Eddie read the whole book years ago. Yeah. And, like, like a he's total like, dig. Yeah. Yeah. Professor and, Hudson's like, you must've read the book. And he's like, years ago. And you're like, right. what is going okay. on? All right. Calm down. And Joey gives him this kind of stink face of like really fucking bro, which like yeah. kind of fair also, you know? I know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So then we go to Hell's Kitchen, which is maybe my favorite place in Dawson's Creek. I love Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it I, feels I, like the kind of bar I would yeah I mean and it's like feel like I like that there's another place to hang out like yes because we've you know we don't have Dawson's room anymore we don't have the dock you know we we don't have we've never seen Jen in you know the dorm room so we haven't seen all of our characters in the dorm room so like it's cool to have another hangout I I feel like that was something that was really lacking last season totally a place for people to just chill um Mm -hmm. And so like Pacey hits a cue ball on the pool table and like Emma catches it because of course Emma works at this place. (laughs) Yeah. And there's this like whole thing where he's like introduces Emma to Audrey and is like, my girlfriend right here. See, I have a girlfriend so I could be your roommate because I have a girlfriend and that's like not going to be weird. And Audrey then is like, I don't want you living with this girl. Like she's hot. (laughs) Can't live with a hot girl. And then and Pacey then, and Jack have this like comedy routine. I know it's, it is really funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Where like Pacey introduces Jack, who is shoving food into his mouth. And this is like, this is my gay friend Jack who was gonna move in with me. And then like Emma's like, gay? And Jack's like, <laughs> like just keeps grunting. <laughs> so funny. It's hilarious. It is really actually very, it's like they all have such great timing. So you're like. There is so much fun. Like yes. you can have so much fun. Why are we like half the time not having fun? I know. And you you also believe Jack and Pacey's friendship because you've seen it since Jack started being on the show, you know? So like totally. Whenever the show forgets that Pacey and Jack are friends, it the show's worse for it, you know? Totally. Um, and so then Joey finally shows up and like you know, she's like, she, they do this weird shot of her, like looking in, seeing them hanging out and like smiling. And you're like, what? Whatever. And then like walks in and we like see her through the window or whatever. It's weird. Yeah. It's um, weird. but then we go over to the jukebox where Joey's yeah. mad cause it hasn't played her song. And then Pacey comes up and this scene where Pacey they're and Joey so cute together. <laughs> they're so good together. It's ridiculous. I know. Cause he kind of gives her shit. Like he's like, there's too much whiny chick rock. It's good. They're not playing your song. Like I'm happy <laughs> about it. And she's like, bite me, Pacey. And then he does. And he like, does. Bite her, she he like her jokingly bites her. And you're like, oh my God, stop it. I know. Stop it. It's just like, 
every time they just steal the episode. I know. And then she's like, well, tell me, you have to tell me now, like why you don't want to stay in the dorm room. And he, okay. He finally is like, Hey, you remember our summer together? And you're like, finally, finally, oh someone's going to remember Someone that that mentioned. happened. <laughs> I know. I cannot believe, like, I can, what's going on? Like, yeah. okay, what? Okay. What? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, are we just reminding us like reminding <laughs> the audience that that was amazing. <laughs> And she kind of gets snarky, like, um, I don't know. I, I mean, like, maybe remember maybe. a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, when we came back and we like kind of couldn't keep our hands off of each other. And I'm like, why are you reminding me? <laughs> yeah. Of and this? we didn't want it to end. And like, <laughs> she's kind of like, well, that was a little more you than me, but I'm hearing you. Like, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, fine. Yes, I do remember that, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And Pacey's like, and they look at each other and smile, and she's like, okay, yeah. maybe. And then like they, he has to like look away, like it's yeah. too much. It's, it's too, much. too much. It's too much. You're right. It's too much. Because <laughs> Pacey's like, look, I'm not super unhappy that this summer is ending. Like yeah. this, and like I didn't. It's not that I didn't have a good time, but like there was a lot of Hollywood parties and Hollywood friends and Hollywood Audrey is like a lot, and I'm like fucking tired. Yeah. Jesus. And And like Joey blows me away because her response is so nuanced and this show doesn't let her be nuanced. And I'm like, wait, I I totally agree because then I was like, okay, finally, we're going to acknowledge that this is an awkward situation for you. Yeah. And she says, look, part of me, that's your friend and your ex-girlfriend says like life's too short. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And the part of me that's Audrey's close friend and roommate says, you break your, her heart, I'll break your face. And I was like, yes, those two things get to be true at the same time. I know. And it's like this, this conflict is enough. We don't need the Dawson of it all. Like this, I love this. And like, I love how complicated it is because it fucking is. And that's why we struggled all last season where you're like, what is going on? Like, why is she so cool with this? And I don't mean like cool that I think she needs to like, freak out and you know like you know scream or whatever i just mean like internal conflict of yeah. like how do i navigate this situation where i want both these people to be happy but like it also is weird to hear audrey like tell me stories about pacey and then how pacey right. like confided me about audrey like i don't know how to navigate this you know yeah yeah like even if we had gotten a scene where like joey gives Pacey advice and Audrey's like fuck you you're my friend you know like but that would have totally happened and it would have been real and like enjoyable to watch and at least we could have like understood like we could have at least gotten more reconciliation with like you know Dawson or with um Joey and Pacey because that's all we were hoping for that's why at the end of season five when they're sitting on that dock together you're like are they going to get back together because nothing's been reconciled and they have amazing chemistry and also I still want to see it right 100% a hundred percent. I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, isn't that kind of what we're hanging on for? Um, kind of. Yeah. And like, also, I just want to say the fact that they can say these complicated and difficult things to each other and like, no one's mad, no one's storming mm-hmm. off. They know where the other one's at. Like, yeah, they just go back to the table. Very friendly after she says this to him, like, yeah, it's kind of like Dawson and Jen, where Dawson's like, wait, are we not friends? Why didn't you tell me about this conflict with your parents? You know, right. they have this really amazing, authentic, best friend conversation right. that like isn't 
feel there is like not these like resentments and everything it much in a much similar way. Like you're saying. Yeah, totally. So we go to the table where Joey asked Dawson, like where Dawson is and Audrey calls him Godot Leary. <laughs> we just never saw him. And like, she was like, he was gone before we got up and back after midnight. And I was like, just in case you were wondering what Iatsi was striking about. Um, yeah, exactly. That's one. And of now it. the <laughs> animators are, are yeah. part of Iatsi, but they're, they're renegotiating striking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, if you go to my p- friend, Pam Ribbon's Instagram, she talks a little about that. She works a lot in animation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we find out then that Dawson is working for Todd. Um, yeah. And, and all of her flipped out, <laughs> you know, and Joey's asking Audrey all these questions and like, you know, as the viewer, we know they didn't talk all summer, yeah. but like, I don't understand. Did she talk to Audrey? She knew about Audrey. So she was talking to Audrey, but she wasn't getting the run down about Dawson. Right. No idea. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's I must know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's interesting to see Audrey know, like kind of be Dawson's friend. She knows yeah. everything. Yeah. Also, I must note, um, Oliver left a note on Dawson's pillow that said, see you in hell, Leary, <laughs> left, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, actually, so they, she admits that she and Dawson didn't talk all summer. Yeah. Cause all Audrey's friends- like, Audrey's like, wait, you didn't, didn't you talk yeah. to him? And she's yeah. like, she, I, I want to give her this space because you see her about to lie, but then she's like, no, actually I didn't. And I'm like, yeah. good for you. All right, Joey Potter. <laughs> and sh- all the friends like share this look around the table. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> what does and that Joey, mean? Like, and like, my thing is like, it's a look like, what does that mean for all of us? This is drama and we're going to have to all fucking deal with it. <laughs> really? I totally got the vibe. They're like, yeah, you're not friends. And like, what are we oh. done with this charade? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I think we're At saying similar things. From, we're saying think, similar things where that's like, that's drama. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I definitely, they all have their different things that, you know, like Jen and Jack were definitely like, yeah, duh, you're not really friends and you're yeah. just holding each other back. <laughs> yeah, bitch. So then Joey leaves again to check out the jukebox and some like drunk guy is like, you know, being surly and awful. And Emma is like dealing with him. Yeah. In, in a pretty great way, actually. Yeah. And then, you know, Joey walks up and the guy's like, what are you looking at? And she's like, drunk guy, this is fly down. What are you looking at? <laughs> and like, of course, then Emma is immediately endeared to Joey because she can like stand up to this like drunk asshole. <laughs> yeah. And, and she, uh, she's like, do you want a job? And I'm like, is Emma the manager? Like, what's going on? I mean, who knows? But okay there we are okay <laughs> um and she's like i mean i have waited tables before you know like so i could <laughs> who knows um so then we get this really i think it's a really weird scene um yep. do you, th- you think it's weird too yes yes because yes. we go back to the table and pacey's like okay like i'm gonna go home yeah and audrey's like just wild about this yeah. like, she just behaves like a wild person She's like, who is this Pacey? I don't like this Pacey. Yeah. She's like, you're an amateur. You should go to your stockbroker meeting with bags under your eyes, reeking of booze and sex. And I was like, I mean, not wrong, but also wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think the the problem is, is that like, we got 
Pacey's point of view with Joey, but we didn't get Audrey's point of view with Pacey. And like, that's, you know, the show's worse for it. Like, obviously. And we like the friendship of, you know, um, Joey and and Audrey. So we could have just got one scene where, you know, they're like, oh my God, I'm so happy you're here. Like, how was it or whatever? And she's like, you know, we could understand where Audrey's coming from or something like that, you know? Totally. Totally. Cause PC goes to leave. Like, he's like, okay, like I'm tired. Like he's I want to like, get a good night's sleep, you know, yeah. like, come on, you know? And she's, he's like, don't you have class tomorrow? Yeah. Like what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And she, he, he leaves and she follows him out and she's like, he, and then he, and calls after him, you know, and she, he's like uh-huh. kind of irritated. Yeah. He's like, dude, what? Like, <laughs> I just want to go home and sleep. And she's and like, he's like we drove 3000 miles. I'm fucking tired. I've got this in three days. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I didn't hear that part. Oh yeah. I was <laughs> like, that's not nothing. Like, yeah, that's so fucked up. <laughs> that's why that's yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you, you understand where he's coming from. I don't know. Like, and like, I, because I know how this go, this, you know, how she's feeling. I do understand where she's coming from, but like, not in this scene. Totally. Cause I'm like, he, there's like one night he wants to go home early. It's like not a big deal. So, and well, she, also they, you would have think, thought they already talked about it. Totally. Like, yeah, let's go out. But like, I want to go home early because I have this job interview and it's a big deal to me. And it, if we understood the like friction a little bit more of her being like, I don't want you to be like my dad because like, I'm young and I like, you know, like if we can understand, like from Audrey's point of view of like, no, now's the time when you party because like my dad's hooking you up with a job. So don't you think you can hook me up with a job? So like, I don't have the same concerns you have, you know what I mean? Like, because that's kind of like what I think is happening, but it's not really like laid out in this way that we can understand it as the viewer. And so like, you're kind of like, whoa, Audrey's being wild and I don't really get it, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. And then she's like, you know, I got you this, I got us this like swanky hotel room in Boston for our last night Mm -hmm. of vacation. And, and then she says, it'll be a nice change of pace pace. And I was like, I'm going to throw something at this TV. (laughs) That is a Joey Potter line. It's Uh not as bad as when they used Pacey and Joey's song while Dawson and Joey were kissing, but it's close and I'm pissed. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, it's it's like and she's sweet at the end of it like the end yeah, of the yeah. she's like we can just sweet. sleep it's okay you know yeah and like i don't know i guess we just don't get any real resolution like because they walk away and he's like well actually like maybe we don't have to sleep so like you kind of walk away and like thinking that their relationship is is just based on sex you know yeah which isn't bad but. and i don't have a problem with that you know and yeah. i i've i've always felt that way about their relationship and i've i've i like that journey for all of our characters like how they're like how, what is a relationship and what does it mean to me and i think that's probably why i was so frustrated with joey at the beginning of this episode of being like the boys keep falling in love with me can you believe it you know and it's like okay yeah. but it's a relationship so what are you what like what what is happening here you right. know and i think that's part of you know, Pacey's journey of being like, okay, maybe I don't have to be like so intense in a relationship, you know, but we kind of already got that journey for him with like Karen and with Melanie and like other people last season. So like, I don't really know what's happening. (laughs) Totally. And like, he does say to her, like, you know, I don't want to be a letdown to your dad. Like if I, if I, 
fuck this up. Like it's like letting your dad down and like, yeah, you know, Pacey's just kind of out here doing what we ask, which is just like fucking trying. He's not like, and so I I don't know. I, I I did like the end of that scene, but like, I was just like, what is this? Like what is happening? Yeah. Um, and then we go back in the bar and like, Joey's telling Jack and Jen about like her dilemma. Like I could work for this professor. That's kind of an asshole. And I don't really like, or I could work here and make good tips, Mm -hmm. you know, and Jack and Jen are like, I mean, I think we know, we all know what you're going to (laughs) do. She's like, what? And Jen's like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, Jen's like, I mean, it's obvious Joey Potter always takes the safe choice, the obvious choice, you know, the sensible choice. So you're going to go, you're going to choose your professor because like, that's what makes most sense for your like, you know, academic trajectory. Yeah. And Joey's like stunned that they know her so well. I know it's hilarious. (laughs) And like, like the thing is, is this seems like one of those scenes that's like on paper is good. (laughs) Yeah. Where like, if they had like, if if there was a little bit more chemistry between the three of these, which is weird because I, I think that, you know, Kerr Smith and Michelle Williams can pull it off. Obviously they like work well with all of the characters. So yeah. I don't know why it's so difficult with Joey for them to seem like authentic friends. Right. I agree. And like, she, you know, Jen's like, yeah. Um, like, okay, we know you, but like, now we're going to go. Like, we're, yeah. And Joey's like, I think I'm going to, like, I'm going to stay here. I think for a second more. And like, I'm, I'm waiting for my song to come on. And like, <laughs> they look I, at her and like, they start <laughs> laughing. And again, she's stunned that they know her. Yeah. She's kind of like, shut up. <laughs> and then we get this like montage of her waiting and the bar like emptying <laughs> so out. Weird. Also like she can't order drinks. So she's just I don't like get it. Coke or something or diet Coke. And like, okay. And then like, eventually she like goes to leave. And right as she's like walking across the street, this cab pulls up and Dawson jumps out and yells her name. Um, and she turns around and she's like, so excited. And it's like, were people excited? That's In a good two, question. I don't 2002? remember being excited. I, I mean, we weren't. I mean, I know that like the preview like the, you know, uh, marketing for this episode, we knew they were going to fuck. Yeah. And it was, I mean, we can talk about it more at the end, but it was, it it was a two episode, two parter and one, one night. So like we split it up so that this is not a four hour long podcast, but um, (laughs) we know how much we talk, but um, you know, yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, like her, she turns around, her face is so excited. Like, and you're oh just my god! Like, I just like I don't know. Okay. Like it's hard, like I don't even from a like from the standpoint of the show. She's like, I didn't talk to him all summer, and I had the best summer ever. And you're like, so like I don't like so even in that. Like, yeah. why are we supposed to be excited now that they're seeing each other? You know what I mean? Like right. I don't yeah, know. Totally. It's so bizarre. And like totally. see her be that excited. Like you know, like I. I like, I get that you're excited to see an old friend, like totally sure for sure. Like that totally makes sense to me, but the show is super bizarre about like the way they're setting this up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And so then we go into the bar where they're like drinking Cokes and talking mm-hmm. and Dawson's like, guess what? And Joey's like, you're gay. And that is like the most 2002 joke. I was just like, oh my God. 
And also, it's like, it's not Joey. Like, I don't know. I know. Like, but Jen literally like, looked at me and was like, that is so 2002. I totally agree. I like, that's oh, the totally. way I felt too. But it like kind of took me aback. I was oh, like, totally. oh, that's not really her vibe. I know. And then he was like, yeah, of course that. And um, I talked to Spielberg and she, and then he's like, he called Todd and I passed him the phone and I was like, oh, that's not how calls in Hollywood work, but we're going to let that slide. I know. Um, but like. I, and I also feel like she's like totally unimpressed and like, I don't think that's her vibe either. Well, she's kind of like, what did you say to him? And like, he's like nothing. And she's like, what? You said nothing. And that's like, Joey, what do you think? <laughs> like, you she, she's like, you met your childhood hero or you talked to your child hero. And you said nothing. Right. And like, I mean, okay, fine. But like, she's the most supportive of him, at, like, you know, to like uh-huh. a fault at times. And so to have her be like, like if he said that to her, you'd think she'd be like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know? Right. And to have her oh my like, God, that's amazing. Like it, yeah. It's like, it. I don't know, even from, I guess, because like they haven't talked all summer, they're trying to like get their sea legs of their friendship, you know? Yes. And it yeah. feels like a weird situation in my opinion i'm like god like, i text you, know, you whenever you, i see some b-list celebrity i know <laughs> like aaron oh my god <laughs> i know the like, amber oh Thiessen was in front of yeah. me for four seconds i know like oh my god like even if i was just like if you're you know i'm like oh i said hi to joshua jackson like i've texted yeah. you that before and you're like oh my god oh I my god i freaked out you know what yeah. i mean like so just yeah. like the act of saying hi is like enough to be excited and like for joey's character too i don't know right it felt like their friendship wasn't like the same friendship we've seen before to be honest you know um and so like that was kind of like an interesting thing too you know um like obviously they haven't talked all summer but then on the other hand like you're like what is happening here totally because they like you know banter a little bit about whether or not joey was or wasn't waiting for dawson uh-huh. At this bar and then they like he like tells her about the movie he's working on and mm-hmm. then he just goes you look really great and yeah. he's like you know i don't say that enough but like the second i saw her, you she, I thought she looks it. beautiful yeah 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 and and he's like and oh, i thought that was really sweet he's i like, did too i actually liked it a lot he's like yeah. i feel like i should say it more and i i thought it the second i saw you but i didn't say it but i think i should say it, things like that and so like i'm saying it you know. Yeah. And I just felt like that was such a growth moment for him, you know? Yeah. And I was like, did he learn this from Jen? But like, you know, you're like, I don't know. Like, I really liked that about him. Like, uh, like we're seeing like how he's changed and like, mm-hmm. it's for the better. Whereas we're seeing how Joey changed where she's waiting around for him and like not calling him to be like, are you coming? And like, you know, whatever, but and like, it she, the same. yeah. And it feels the same, but also the way in which she's changed towards him, like making this joke of like, guess what? You're, you're gay. You know, <laughs> right. like it, it, it's like, it feels like a put on for her, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like this isn't a person that she's known for her whole fucking life. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then they talk about like why they didn't talk over the summer. Um, yeah. Which like, I also liked, and I yeah, felt like too. it was, it was cool that she brings it up. She's like, so we didn't talk all summer. Right. And like, you know, again, like this is another way in which their relationship has changed, but in this instance, it's for the better, you know, because at the end of last year, we were screaming about like, okay, you have this moment in the airport and then you don't actually say anything. She's like, I know why I kissed you. And we're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. We don't find (laughs) out. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I remember. Um, and she's like, 
you know, Dawson's like, you know, I thought about what you said about like things will just work themselves out. Again, that's bullshit. You have to actually do work for things to work them out. I agree. Out. But um, he is like, it's interesting I, though, because yeah, he but I'm is with doing yeah. work, but I agree with you. Yeah, but like, yeah. they're trying to par- make these parallels of like, between each of them thinking about each other, but right. then not calling each other. And it's like, you know, I, I know that that happens, but like, what are we supposed to take away for like how much this relationship is like this amazing soulmate relationship? Right. Because the next thing he says to her is like, I thought about you all the time and just thinking about you made me feel so good about us. And I didn't want to ruin that feeling. And <laughs> she goes, totally. That is tracks. And I was like, back the fuck know. you didn't want to ruin the good feeling about thinking about each other by actually you know having a relationship and talking to each other and i was like kitties these are red flags yeah it's like they're <laughs> admitting that the relationship that they've made up in their heads yep. is the ideal yeah and the relationship that they really have functionally doesn't work Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, obviously we've been screaming about this for like six seasons now. Yeah. So like I I'm on board with what they're saying, but like, but they I don't, don't know, seem like, to know that that's what they're saying. Yeah. Like they're, and like, they're also like, like making I it think, a romance. Yeah. They're making it be like, aren't we so amazing? We're just Dawson and Joey. Like, isn't that so cool that we're just like jumping back into this. And like, right. I thought about you all summer and I just felt so amazing, but I just didn't need to call you or catch you up on what I was doing or anything. And like, just thinking stand, about you was enough. I could stand you up like one and a half times today, but like, you know, it's we're Dawson and Joey. Right. And Joey's like, you think, I think this means we're growing up. And I was like, I mean, yes, but also no. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, that's the thing is that like, I, like, I don't know, like, we'll see, but like, you like the way I feel about it is I, I kind of felt like Dawson had a handle on their relationship. And then Joey's like, yeah, we're growing up and we're just always going to be Dawson it. and Joe. And doing we're it. always going to, you know, yeah. like I'm going to wait around for you. And like one day we're going to be together, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, I mean, they both participate in this toxic dynamic, but like, I totally. don't know. It's interesting. Totally. And she says he like seems different, but like good, different. And she's like living your dream agrees with you. And then, and then he like, to his credit, he starts asking her questions about what she did this summer Yeah, and like, did she do anything or meet anyone? And she's just like, no one worth mentioning. And I'm like, sorry, dude, who fell in love with her? (laughs) You know, you're not worth mentioning. Yeah. Like, I mean, I agree with you, but also like, this has been one of my problems I've had with their relationship and how much it's elevated. And and we've talked about it before is that like, she can't tell him about the people she's dating and like whether or not she can't tell him because like, he'll get black eyes and, you know, be totally wild or she doesn't feel like she can tell him like in this case he's outright asking and it, it's a dude that doesn't even matter so she could be like you know like oh I had this I thing and this is what that. I learned and like you know or this yeah. is what my takeaways were and like you know like I learned a lot I learned a lot from you and I learned about what I want and don't want and like da, 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 like like a real friendship moment you know what I yeah, mean totally and she, we don't have that no instead no. She perks up because the song comes on. Yeah. Um, it is, in, it's changed in the streaming. This is another absolute crime. It is supposed to be As I Lay Me Down by Sophie. Yeah, Jones. that's what I thought. I, I was waiting for it. And then when they played the other one, I was like, 
I know for sure this is not the song that originally no. played. And also, it's a terrible song that they, they do. Like, it just, it's bad. I don't know. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, As I Lay Me Down played in the pilot of Dawson's Creek. Um, yeah. And this is the, we knew that this was going to be the last season. Um, yeah. And of course, it was the scene where Dawson and Jen talk on the dock, but whatever. Yep. Fine. Just repatriate Show songs. Loves for, doing that. Show yeah. fucking loves doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson's like, this is a great song. Joey's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then she tells him this story of why, why she chose this song. Um, and she says <laughs> that this time between seventh and eighth grade, they had gone to see Clueless mm-hmm. and Dawson's like, oh, is this song on the soundtrack or something? And Joey Potter millennial <laughs> says, no, at least I don't think so. And I was like, bitch, absolutely no not. Fucking she owned way. the she CD. No, she fucking owned the every CD. Track. Absolutely every not. Track. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. No way. No fucking she, way. No, I, I refuse to believe that. No way. Yeah. No way. She, we know she owned CDs. So she owned this CD. The Clueless soundtrack. Everyone owned it. Everyone had it. Me? Yeah. Anyway, she's like, we went to see Clueless at the Rialto and then Gail picked us up and it was like pouring rain, but she was across the street. So you grabbed my hand and we ran for it. And like, all I could think of when we got in the car was that you had held my hand. And then the song was playing on the radio when we got in the car. Well, yeah. Cause he was like, well, what does this song have to do with it? Right. Which like, I don't know. It kind of broke my heart for Joey again. Like, because I just think that she thinks that her relationship with Dawson is something completely different than it is, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. and, and Dawson does too, like, you know, like I, I'm not totally blaming her for this, but like, you know, it, like the handholding at her mom's funeral and all that stuff and how it meant so much to her. But even like this moment, she remembers this song and she played this song because she wanted him to hear it. Right. And he wouldn't have known what was happening. Right. Right. There's, you know? I mean, yeah, they both make up this like fake version of each other in their heads, yeah. but like she definitely also does it. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And yeah. like, and like, and we hear it more from her perspective in these little ways like that. So it's like, always like, Ugh, you know, but he definitely makes up this relationship that they have. And like yeah. this thing that they have, you know, I mean, he kind of just did it in the last scene, like, I mean, I just thought about you and I just like, I was so happy. Like, I just didn't need to talk to you. I mean, cause we're like soulmates and that's what true love is. And you're like, right. what is going on? Um, totally. But it like it, that made me super sad that she had this like really intense memory and and like you know she played the song presuming like he would be like oh he'll he'll know and like you know he totally. didn't totally and like then Dawson gets up and asks her to dance with him which is like it's sweet super sweet yeah yeah and they dance and it's nice I mean yeah. my thing is just like they just don't have chemistry so it's I like know. hard because I'm like it's not that it's not a sweet gesture it definitely is. It's just that they don't have chemistry. Well, so, I think in this scene, like, because they're reminiscing about their friendship and they're talking about like how like, oh, we're like in, you know, up into this point and what they're talking, you're like, okay, so they've just admitted to each other that they're old friends and they'll always be in each other's lives, they'll always bring each other joy, but they're like not really going to be real friends where they ever like hang out because they know right. that like that ends in screaming and like, it's going to, you know, escalate to being a bad situation. Like Dawson right. kind of admitted that. And like, you know, them dancing is kind of like a cute, like old friend thing to do to this like song from like the nineties, you know? And mm-hmm. in that moment you're like, like, I think like you can be like, Oh, that's cute friend chemistry. 
but uh, since yeah, we sure, know what's you. gonna happen yeah because here we go um uh-huh. because after that after they dance we go to jory's dorm room mm-hmm. dawson is a gentleman walked her home um mm-hmm. and he's like that's what i do <laughs> and then which i'm like is it um, but okay and joey i mean off- she left his film site and got mugged because like i'm not saying he had to walk her home but it's a weird right. thing yeah right. it's like okay and joey offers up audrey's bed because she's with pacey tonight and she's like you know i don't want you walking around this late and then we cut to her coming out of the bathroom in pajamas yeah, like and we the, see him being a little bit unsure, like, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can go back to the hotel or whatever. Yeah. And and she like, yeah, she goes coming out of the bathroom. I call bullshit. There's no way he's passed out. I, I mean, whatever. how long was she in the bathroom? She changed into pajamas. So <laughs> five, six minutes. Um, Maybe she brushed her teeth, you know, washed her face. Yeah, like 15 minutes max. Max. Yeah. Because like. Even the look on his face is like, are we going to fuck? Right. A hundred percent. You know? So there's no, like, I just don't think that he would pass out then if it's like a, am I going to finally fuck Joey Potter? Right. Um, so then he, he wakes up, like she gets in bed and uh, in her, she looks at him and she's like kind of disappointed. Like you get the vibe that she was like, oh, I thought we were going to fuck. And you're like, what is happening? (laughs) I know. And he wakes up and he's like, oh, what time is it? And it's like only five of 12. So he does this thing that I'm sure like I might've thought was romantic at age 20 if someone did it to me, Hmm. but he sets the clock forward and is like, I have to give you your birthday present now. No, he sets it back. No, he sets it. He, he moves it ahead so that it's past midnight. Oh, I thought he, cause I thought he was like, I missed it. No, he's like, I can't wait. And sets it. But isn't four. five of 12, 12.05? No, it's five until 12. Oh. So she's like, you're the only one who remembered. And then he gives Bullshit. her. An, he, <laughs> and then he gives her an LA snow globe. And, he, and he's like, I know it's cheesy. And she's like, it's perfect. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it can be both. But also, is it perfect? Like she doesn't collect snow I know. I what totally agree. I was just like, this is like he got it at the airport. Like, yeah, or on Hollywood like, Boulevard. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, and she like her look on her face, it's perfect. And like, that's what I mean when he was like, Oh, I talked to Spielberg guy. I would think she'd be like, Oh my god, that's amazing. You know? Right. But yeah, she's like, no, it's perfect. And you're like, I mean, is like it? it's it's thoughtful that he brought her something, but in what ways is this perfect? She's never even been to Hollywood. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, he like then he gives this speech, which I actually think is a great speech. I totally agree too, but like <laughs> from a friendship standpoint, it's not yeah. romantic at all. No. Cause he's like, you know, I I want you to know that I probably wouldn't be living my dream at all if it weren't for you. Like, yeah. And he's like, you know, I keep finding myself in, in these surreal situations. And I think like, what would Joey say if she could see me now? And he's like, you're my person that challenges me and makes me shoot for something just beyond my reach. And then he says, I, and I'm sorry, I don't, I think Jen is that person I just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, maybe we didn't talk this summer and maybe we're going to talk less and less as time goes on. And as we get further away, but I don't feel that because you're with me everywhere I go. And sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, like, I, I do think it's really sweet, but like, it feels like an affirmation of friendship, not of any ounce of romance. Right. And, and I think there's like, what I like is this acknowledgement and the sentiment of how Joey has been there for him in many ways. Mm-hmm. Cause I do think that she has. And she's and, always supported his dream of being a filmmaker, you know, and right. and I'm not saying that like the other characters has haven't, but like she's just done it for longer, you know, totally. and like so like like I do think that's true, and I I like this Dawson that's acknowledging that because like that's my biggest pet peeve about Dawson is that like he's a selfish asshole a lot, you know, right. and like so to have him like finally acknowledge the the way the 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 time capital that she put into his dream mm-hmm. is like good you know <laughs> and like and it's like an affirmation of their friendship but like i don't really see any romance in there i agree i also I agree don't even you. like and like they often talk about like, their romance so like it, there is the the history in the room to have talked about like yeah, like, you know, we've always tried, we've always come back to it never working. And like, you know, like you wish that he could be like, and I, I'm I'm grateful for where we are now, wherever that means or whatever that looks like, you know, like whether or not we're romantic or not, like where we are right now, I'm I'm grateful for it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but we, we just get like, we get like, like, again, I just feel like it was such like a friendship moment. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It feels like a friendship moment. And you know, he's like, well, happy birthday. And she's like very touched that he said happy birthday to her and they hug and oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Here we so, go. It's so weird. And it's, it's filmed so weird and played so, so weird. weird. So they hug on her bed and it's like, not like they're far apart at all. They're like like yeah. have to reach really far towards. Yeah. Each other. And then he starts like rubbing her back. But at first it's just like a, like a good friend hug where you like a rub in their back, like, oh, yeah. I love you, like whatever. And then they do a shot on her face and she opens her eyes and you see the moment of her being like, oh my God, I'm going to fuck Dawson Leary. It's but it's happening. not like an excitement. It's like a, okay. Like even, like, yeah. I don't know, like the look on her face is like, it's actually going to happen. But like, yeah. there's no, like, it's not joy. It's more of like, Oh God. Here we are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he and like we get looks- this song. Wait, we get this <laughs> okay. song called Your Love by Laura Doyle, whose lyrics are, and I quote, fill me up with your love, which is a visual mm-hmm. I could do without. Mm-hmm. Without. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just says, fill me up with your love over and over again. And I'm like, please just kill me right now. Please. Yeah. <laughs> please absolutely kill me right now. Yeah. And that's the original. That's like the song. Oh, it is. The song in the streaming is the original. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And so then, like, Dawson kind of looks at her. And, like, again, just to remind you, Pacey, like, bites her arm. And we're, like, we're, like, completely On the floor. You know? (laughs) And Sliding off our chairs. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Like, these two are unbelievable, you know? Yeah. And, like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, what we've been waiting for since the pilot allegedly you know or like or it's i guess like i'll put it's what joey's been waiting for since the pilot but she doesn't even seem excited it almost feels like she just thinks this is what she's supposed to do yeah yeah which like it felt really sad to me you know totally yeah like it didn't feel like affirmative enthusiastic consent to me not that i'm saying saying it's unconsent it's not consensual like it definitely is but it doesn't feel in the way that we've seen these other like 
you know, it definitely yeah. is no hotel Cal- or um, hotel New Hampshire. And it's sure yeah. as hell is not a winter's tale, right. you know? So like, agreed, agreed. What? Yeah. And then we have to watch them make out for like the last five minutes of the episode. It's so long. So fucking long. So long. And like, and you like just, I just don't care. Yeah. And yes, in 2002, we went directly into the next episode, mm-hmm. but this is where we end this episode of this podcast because yeah. we, like I said, we don't want this to be four hours long, but um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we haven't podcasted Oof. in so long. I'm like, do we know how to do this? <laughs> I know <laughs> you can tell us. Um, so yeah, um, there we go. They're going to bone. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for them because like, obviously like I said, like, I think this is what Joey wants, you know? Yeah. Whether or not like she still needs to like process why she wants or what she actually wants, or if it's like, yeah. you know, and I remember at the time I was talking about it and I was like, I don't know. It just feels like unfinished business. Like when you're that Sometimes age, you just got to fuck it out. Yeah. When you're, especially when you're that age where you're like, I don't know, we had this weird back and forth. And if we just don't fuck, then we might just keep doing that, you know? I and do, like, yeah. so like, like, I definitely remember like when we talked about it, after this episode being like, I don't know, like that's it, kind of what it felt like where it's like, yeah, they, they kept not having the right timing, you know? Yeah. And this to them feels like the right timing, but like, I don't know. I kind of felt like the right timing was last season. If we were going to do it, you know? Yeah. At the beginning of last season. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then even at the end, when Dawson breaks up with Jen for her, for Joey, and then Joey right. breaks up with Charlie, it was like, okay, well, now you're both single and like you've been wanting so this to it. happen. Yeah. So just fucking do it already, you know? Right. Um, and you kind of would have cared about it more then. This, because of the way it's all set up and like, you know, of them not talking all summer. And then also, right. like, like I keep saying, like, they're just like talking about their friendship as their old friends. Like, like, and I, I, they are. So I like it. I like watching that. <laughs> but then to have it be like, nope, you know what that means? We're going to fuck. You're like, actually, I, I think I missed Oof. something. Yeah. That's not what that normally means. But okay, here we are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So who are you rooting for? Pacey and Jack mm-hmm. and Jen. yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of rooting for Audrey in that, like, I hope she, you know, gets what she wants, but also there seemed to be no stakes with her. Like mm-hmm. who knows what she was there. Like she was just there to be chaotic. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, and, I, and I agree. Like, I just, I agree with you. Like I like her character, but I'm just like, I know they're going to do what they did to Andy, where it's like, fall in love with this character just so we don't know what to do. And then we're going to destroy it, you know? Yeah. And like, you already feel that happening one episode in, which is a similar to season three, where like, you're so excited. Is Andy coming back? Is she coming back? And then she comes back and you're like, wait a minute, what is going on here? Yeah. What happened? You know? Yeah. And then like, I I just personally think Jen's storyline is so like, it's like, okay, final season of the show. And like, Jen's in school with her grandma. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yet again, like we can't give Jen a fucking storyline. <laughs> okay. That's so yeah. weird. You know, um, totally. So that like feels bizarre to me and like frustrating, obviously, because it's like, you know, the two other female characters, they're just like, yeah, we're going to give you weird storylines because we want Joey to like fuck Dawson. And you're like, okay. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. so for this season, we have a British correspondent, Julia's friend from her her year abroad, Hugh. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So to kick it off, I've made some notes on Emma Jones last month, so I will try (laughs) to make some sense of them now. As you know, Emma is quite a loosely drawn character. We don't really learn anything about her background other than her, quote, mom. It's mom, love, was a music teacher. (laughs) So her Britishness, Englishness is basically defined by her accent and vague awkwardness, awareness of Vivian Westwood, British punk, and the clothes you would buy in Camden Market at the time of season five. Mm. Um, Her accent is mostly dreadful. (laughs) You get a grab bag of Englishisms mate, bugger, etc. <laughs> Many hilariously outdated and an accent that veers between Cockney and Sloan Square. It is, I basically just listed all of the Britishism and Bernard Brazar pronunciations from the episode she's in. I actually think she looks English, which I can't really explain. Maybe that's why they cast her. Which I agree with that. Like some, I, not yeah. that she looks English, but I, that like, I'm like, that person looks Californian to me. And I don't know how I could tell you, but like, I just, yeah. I know, I know, like, yeah, you know, totally. or like, I'll be like, that person's from Orange County. I, I'm just telling you, I just know it. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how I know it, but it's a vibe. It's an energy. Yeah. Like, I just, I just know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Though he hams it up hard, I can tell Todd is being played by a British act- actor or at least someone who grew up in the UK. Okay, so from episode one, he has two issues. Effing, who the fuck says that? And like you said, bugger off chum. This is, unfor- his notes are, this is unforgivable. It's not the 1940s anymore, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you, I'm just like a very short story about Hugh. Hugh was like my savior in my dorms um, because he lived on a different, the in the dorms that I lived in, in England, like every other floor was like a girl's floor or a boy's floor. So uh-huh. unlike in UC Santa Cruz where we had co-ed floors. Yeah. Um, so and Hugh lived bathrooms and co-ed bathrooms. Hugh lived one floor up from me. So I could like sneak up to his room really easily. Um, mm-hmm. so when our other friends were being like super drama, I would like go hide in his room and we like, <laughs> nice. listen to, listen to Joni Mitchell, um, and watch sex in the city. Um, but there was this one time we were watching Bridget Jones's diary and, uh, and Bridget uh, in the beginning of that movie, when she first sees Mark Darcy is like, ding dong. And Hugh, <laughs> I wish I could do his accent. I'm not even going to try. Um, but like, would just say it to me sometimes. Ding <laughs> dong. And I just, it like made, it still to this day makes me cry laugh. It is the funniest thing. So anyway, um, that's my little Hugh story for, for our podcast. Um, Amazing. One of my, one of my close, one of my peeps. Um, and we've been friends for almost 20 years, um, which makes me want to die because that's a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that means we're old. Okay. So Still got our, years left. I know. totally. Um, but so I, one of the things I I know we've kind of alluded to this over and over again. So the thing that we're going to discuss this um, season as our kind of, you know, like our college bound or Mm -hmm. workforce bound, sorry. And our, um, not, not a girl, not yet a woman. Um, This comes from the idea came from me reading busy Phillips's memoir. And it was more her talking about um, freaks and geeks, her time on freaks and geeks than on Dawson's Mm -hmm. Creek. But, you know, 
she she talks in that book about like how much of a nightmare it was to work with James Franco and what an asshole yeah. he was to yep. so and she played if you don't know Freaks and Geeks she played James Franco's girlfriend on the show yeah. so she had to do a lot of scenes with him and she but she like on her Instagram at some point she like show has shown um her children the show and like you know is really proud of her work on the show and she absolutely should be she's amazing on that show yeah but um but you know that like also it was like really difficult to like do it was like really yeah. hard to be doing that show and i really wanted to think in this in this age where we are like reckoning with people how people that we've like watched make art um mm -hmm. You know, and and as people who are interested in media and in deconstructing media, like how do we reconcile this stuff? How do we reconcile the fact that like possibly, um, you know, our favorite movie or our favorite actor was miserable on a movie set, or our favorite movie was like not a great, not a good place. Or like I literally yesterday just watched all of the episodes of We Need to Talk About Cosby, which if mm. you guys haven't watched it yet, I really highly recommend it. It's a it's really a fascinating conversation about like, you know, and it's not really my lane, but like it's a lot of um, black comedians and black media folks talking about like what Bill Cosby mean, like yeah. meant and means and how influential he was. And then like, how to, how do we deal with this now Yeah, in light yeah. of, in light of the fact that he raped at least 60 women that we know of, mm -hmm. which means it's probably double, if not triple that um, is the actual number. And so, you know, the, you know, so, so some of the things I was thinking about, I know a lot of people who listen to this are big Buffy, the vampire slayer fans. How do we look at Joss Whedon and how do we look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer now, knowing that people like Charisma Carpenter were being emotionally kind of tortured mm -hmm. on that show and that like there was a rule on set that Joss couldn't be alone kind of, with I Michelle know. Trachtenberg. So gross. <laughs> who was 15 at the time. Like that's mm -hmm. wild. And and yet, I mean, Buffy means a great deal to me. I know it means a great deal to a lot of people. And how do we sort of, you know, in any of these these things how do we sort of reconcile those um and and how does it change so my thing is like how does it change when it's something like Joss Whedon mm -hmm. right who creates the show whose name is so identified with the show or someone like Harvey Weinstein who's a producer yeah. but doesn't doesn't have a lot of creative input necessarily on whatever the thing is right how do we although he he uses his and power and like, casting isn't necessarily. Yeah. Like isn't necessarily like on set day to day, like creating a toxic environment on set, you know? Right. And so like, how do we, so like my favorite movie of all time is clueless, which is produced mm -hmm. by um, Scott Rudin, who yeah. is an absolute monster. And there have been many um, articles written about what a monster he is not yeah. sexually, but just abusive, like a, toxic like a really abusive yeah. person. Yeah. And so like, how does that change or does it change how I consume or look at Clueless, you know, mm -hmm. with Woody Allen movies, you know, with whoever it is, you know, and I think it, I think these, I don't think there's any right or wrong answers. I think it's a really interesting conversation. Do we put an asterisk next to the work of art that we're watching mm -hmm. or that we're consuming or that we're, you know, looking at in an art gallery? Because if you, if you, if we start to 
let other kinds of art come in. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of monstrous people who made beautiful things. Um, and you know, how do we, how do we sort of think about that and reconcile that and talk about it? And I think that that's a really interesting conversation and a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, for the case of this podcast, like there's a part of me that's like, let's talk about movies and TV, but, but talk about anything. Like if yeah. it's, if there's like a work of art or an artist, you know, a visual artist or a photographer or, you know, whatever, a, a street artist, whoever it is that like, you think there's something interesting or something complicated about, like, let's discuss it. I would love to hear people's thoughts on that. Um, you know, I'll come prepared with thoughts of my own on certain things. Um, you know, uh, cause I yeah. think it's, I think it's all different. And I think, you know, it's like, I think I've said this before that like Woody Allen, like Annie Holly is one of my favorite movies, but I haven't watched it in years, even though I do, I own it on DVD from a long time ago. And so I, I wouldn't be giving him money if I watched it, but I like kind of can't bring myself to. Right. And like R Kelly, like, you know, bump right. and grind. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, it, I grew up in the nineties. Bump and grind is an amazing song. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to listen to it in years, but like, I know I, I do like love that Michael song Jackson too. And, and does it, and to me with Michael Jackson, does it, does it change at all once they die? Like, does that change because you're, I mean, you're not giving them money, although you probably are giving money to people who aided and abetted this -hmm. behavior. So like, does that change it? I don't know. Those are questions that I have. Um, so, and I think, I think we might've talked about this on Patreon, but I was bringing up Lena Dunham or Lena yeah. Dunham, how you say her name. She's like yeah. a controversial figure as well that it's like hard to, I don't know. I, I, I waffle back and forth with her where it's like, I think that she, she's done a lot of horrific things, you know? And then sometimes she'll be like, oh, but people are like, you know, body shaming me or they're, I'm trying to be right. sex positive and stuff like that. And I, I like, and I don't know, cause it, it is a more like nuanced conversation. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of hiding behind that as, there, as for your bad behavior, <laughs> you know? Totally. And I think that's totally acceptable. Like, I don't disagree. She's said mm-hmm. some really fucked up shit, particularly about black men. Uh, mm-hmm. There was that one thing at the Met Gala or whatever. Um, and she and, like said that someone was lying for like, oh yeah, that's right. Used like um like a writing partner. Of her. I don't want to. I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was like a writing partner or like a or a producer someone she was working with. Yeah, uh, you know of of you know of sexual harassment yeah. and she was like oh sometimes people lie and this is one of those times <laughs> like that's when honestly that's when I was like she's kind of dead to me <laughs> totally <laughs> but then I watched I, I think we talked about some patreon but I watched that show um generations then I was like oh wait she's a producer on this like now right. I've like broken one of my you know solemn promises that I wouldn't like you know consume any of her media so it's like super complicated it is complicated. And like, and like what, and as consumers of media, what sort of, what is our role in this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we, you know, I think there are some easier to me, it's, it's easy to say for me personally to say, like, I'm not going to give Woody Allen any more money, Mm -hmm. you know, like like I'm not going to go. Yeah. Or Roman Polanski. Like, I'm not going to go to those movies I'm not going to watch them. I'm not going to stream them. I'm not going to do anything that like will give them more money. I just, Mm -hmm. am not, 
And, and, you know, maybe when they die, I'll go back and watch some of those, but until then I'm not, I like, I have no interest. And, and even then it's like, at what point are you just like, I don't know that this even matters, Um, (laughs) you know, but like, Mm -hmm. but like, I do think, I do think it's interesting. And I think none of us are perfect. And I think sometimes you want to be involved in a conversation and sometimes you want to watch something and you, and sometimes you enjoy something deeply that's made by someone who's a fucking asshole. And, mm-hmm. you know, where are those boundaries and what do we owe it to ourselves and the, I don't know, the media. Well, I mean, obviously like Hollywood or whatever you want to call it there, it's a, you know, it's a codependent relationship. They rely right. on the audience as much as we rely on them as creators. So it's like at what, you know, we still have a responsibility and like, you know, not to just make it all about individualism, but we still do have a responsibility to be like, well, I won't consume that. I won't do that, right. you know, um, or I'm not okay with that, you know, and, and so totally. at what point do we think that that should be where the line's drawn. And then also it's hard when it's like, like you said, something that you love like Buffy or, or clueless or, or Annie hall that then maybe you find out later you, things are uncovered later on where you're like, you know, you didn't, this is something that means so much to me. Yeah. And you didn't have the resources at the time or the knowledge at the time. And like how, like once you acquire new knowledge, like what do you do about that? You know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, cool. That yeah. Really so, fun. so yeah, hopefully that's a fun discussion and, you know, send us, uh, email us at Dawson's critique at gmail.com. Um, or you can send us DMS. You can slip into our DMS on mm-hmm. Twitter or Instagram, um, at Dawson's critique on both. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I got for that. That's my idea. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. That'll <laughs> be really fun. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for being here. Thank yep. you for understanding we needed a week. Um, you know, it's a wild <laughs> time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. We had like I got a loaded. chunk of my finger taken off. So. I know. We loaded. We haven't recorded in two months. So <laughs> it's kind of for, forgot how to get back into it anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but also it was like a learning curve on that end too. So yeah. um we hope y'all, you know, even though it's already passed, we hope y'all had a good holiday. We're popping in from finally 2022 so yeah you know happy new year hope mm-hmm. y'all are staying safe i yeah. think in the u.s the the wave is over or descending it's, down, it's on the down sl- swing it's on the down like, slope yeah. you know so i was i was in the emergency room the other day and i will uh-huh. say it seemed very busy but they were telling me it was not busy compared oh, wow. to what it was and i was what like, it normally Whoa. is oh wow yeah. Were there COVID, you saw COVID patients like in the waiting room? I don't know. I wasn't, yeah. I, I came in from the, from urgent care. Um, yeah. and they, they checked me into the emergency room, but there were like definitely patients lining the halls. Yikes. Um, but they gave me a room. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> so <laughs> well, they probably mm-hmm. have it reserved separately yeah. or something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so anyway. wild time to be alive. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, and okay. I had done everything to not be taken to an emergency room during this pandemic yeah. and shit just happens. So, yeah, exactly. So cut yourselves a break if you're beating yourselves up over something. Cause shit happens. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we're transitioning as we transition to year three, we're dismantling individualism, realizing it's mm-hmm. collective and realizing like, 
to do your part just means getting vaccinated. And so, you know, that's what you got to do, yep. <laughs> you know, that's like kind of all you can do. I mean, obviously like, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask or yes, whatever, yeah. but it's like at that point, it's like kind of, those are only things we have in our control. And yeah, we just need like good leadership, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We got the U S Pluto's return is coming in next week. So that'll be a weird time for the U S so mm-hmm. We'll Don't see. know what that what? means, but I'm, ex- I'm, I, but I'm hearing you. <laughs> you should look it up. It's kind of crazy. The position okay. Pluto was in, in July 4th, 1776, we're about to like get to that exact same position again. Um, and it obviously only happens, like doesn't happen in a human lifetime. So it only happens to like countries. So it's when there's like a period of correction and turmoil for uh, not necessarily turmoil good or bad but still like turmoil and correction mm-hmm. for a country so we're we're gonna hit it on february 22nd okay if you believe pseudoscience like that's that <laughs> um but yeah it's a wild time to be alive but we're so happy you're here with us i can't believe we made it to season six it's kind i of can't wild. either <laughs> I know. it's like weird to be towards the end but still yeah. have like 23 episodes <laughs> left <laughs> yeah we still got a ways to go <laughs> Look at six months ago. So yeah, we're yeah. we're still gonna we're be here for a we're while. Here with you. Yeah. We're like yeah. looking at the end, like, oh my god, I can't like I honestly I don't know. I keep saying it. I'm honestly like, I cannot believe it's here. Like I, I don't know if I'll yeah. ever stop feeling that way. Like, wow, I know. what a journey we've been on, you know. Haven't we though? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And just like I don't know, working on a project during a pandemic has been its journey in and of itself, you know. Totally. So, Totally. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for sticking out with us and um, we hope you continue to for the rest of season six. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. With that black lives matter, um, defund the police, stop Mm -hmm. Asian hate, honor our treaties, water is life. Um, We stand with all movements that labor movements that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions. They work against the working class. Um, Mm -hmm. Gosh, so many wild things out there, but I think we're trying our best, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting through it. We're trying to get through it. Yeah. You, you can yeah. find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's critique. You can email us Dawson's critique at gmail.com. Um, we have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> doing this by memory. I'm fucking I know. <laughs> like I want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our themes. <laughs> it's been two months. I'm like, what do I, I know? I know. And I you're doing you. it from memory. Ugh. I know. Rockstar. Uh, you're a rockstar. <laughs> Keep going. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley for capitalism corner. We have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. Um, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can buy our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Um, let us shout out Book Catapult in San Diego, California, Ooh. which is a great bookstore. Um, uh, yeah. And I got to go the other day and it was just like, oh my God, it's such good vibes. Like such cool. good vibes. It's next to a cool. cold beer, like beer bar. It seems great. Yeah. Um, and I've been to so, some cool bookstores here in Mexico. There's always like okay. feminist bookstores. Oh, Mexico and like, has an amazing book scene. Yeah. Yeah. And we were in like Zapatista territory. So we Ooh. went to like some cool, like, you know, yeah. communist bookstores too. Yeah. I get some Octavio Paz poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, get down. I'm always indoctrinating my nieces and nephews. Like, sorry, you're getting these books in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> 
have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> totally. I'm definitely that aunt. That should, <laughs> I bought you books. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you can uh, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you so much of the, to those of you who have um, done that already. We really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pesty1079. Uh, we'd like to thank you so much for being here uh, this week and we will see you next week. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you then.